At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash grad school. You're now tuned in to The Investor Show, where we teach simple wealth creation for the common investors with investment advisor, award-winning author, international speaker, and founder of Royal Financial Investment Group, Prince Dykes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is The Investor Show with your host, the Prince of Investing, Prince Dice, coming all the way live from the beautiful state of Denver, Colorado. If you're catching this for the podcast experience, don't forget to hit the uh, like, share button, and drop comments if you guys got comments below. And check out the description box to check out all the other great stuff that we are doing around the globe. But as always, I don't have a lot of time, and I definitely know you guys and girls don't have a lot of time, so we're going to jump straight into it. What up, what up? It's your boy Vigo Sachi. This is The Investor Show, and you're checking in with the investor genius, Prince Dykes. Let's get it. So thank you guys for tuning in to the audio experience. My name is Prince Dykes, as I said before. And as you can see in the description box, we're going to be talking about why you shouldn't invest into startups. Why you shouldn't invest in startups. And I know what people are saying, Prince, what do you mean? You know, blah, blah. Startups do great things, and every big company was a small company, and whatever the case may be. But I'm going to break down why. I'm going to break down why I brought up this topic, and I'm going to break down different ways or different, uh, and just give you a new way of looking at it. So just sit back, relax, and hear me out, okay? So I have a lot of people that write me and say, Prince, um, I have a billion dollar idea. Prince, I have a uh, billion dollar uh, game plan. Looking for investors. I'm looking for an investor for this. I'm looking for XYZ. And I just shared a video up on my uh, YouTube channel that was put by Grammy Award winning rapper, now turned venture capitalist, where he spoke about those billion dollar ideas. So first, I'm going to play his one minute clip. And where he talks about billion dollar ideas and why you should never tell anyone you have a billion dollar idea. So after I play his clip, we're going to come back and I'm going to finish up the rest of the podcast. Attention all entrepreneurs. I feel like I need to address this since it keeps on coming up. Every day, an entrepreneur reaches out to me about a potential investment saying they have a billion dollar idea. My advice to you is to never tell someone you have a billion dollar idea. Now, one reason why is because you will automatically be discredited by any savvy investor. An idea is really just an idea. A billion dollar company is built by traction and execution, and you will immediately come off as someone that does not know how to execute. You should not be looking for any form of investment based off an idea. Nobody shows up to Shark Tank with just an idea. You should be showing people to have the potential to invest in you, your potential and your ability to put the pieces together and get the ball rolling. I know we all hate it when people we don't know say, trust me. But trust me, nobody wants to invest in someone that looks like they just have an idea. People like to invest in someone that's already on a pathway to success. You have to show evidence of that in a minimum viable. You can say about the one 
billion dollar idea. Prince hit me up. I'm looking for an investor for this and this and that. And most people don't already have a business. They don't already have traction. They just have an idea. Man, I know this or that or whatever the case may be. Then they write it down on a PowerPoint presentation and they have no actual real work, no actual traction behind what they're doing or saying. Meaning they haven't created the product. This product haven't been tested on the market. It hasn't been sold. It hasn't gotten a response. But you're telling me, hey, I have this billion dollar idea because I thought of it. And you write up a, if you're lucky, you may have a business plan. And if you get the business plan, that's great. But where has the execution happened? Have you went out and tried it? Because uh, trust me, things are a whole lot tougher than one may think. Yes, visualizing is very important, but executing is a whole nother level. So, Prince, why do you say, well, what does this have to do? Why shouldn't I do this? Well, because most people that tune into this podcast, or most people that are listening, are, you know, the age group of 25 to about 35, somewhere in that age range, where you're learning to invest. You're starting to invest or you're becoming interested in investing or whatnot. And when you're talking about investing into small um, small businesses or ideas and things like that, that's for the seasoned, seasoned investors. It's levels to it. For prime example, first, the, the easiest way to invest is stocks because you can start a day with $100, $50, whatever the case may be, right? And invest on a continuous basis. Then once you got that down packed, then you may want to say, hey, you know, um, I have a 401k or whatever. Now you may want to get into real estate, purchasing your first home, or maybe purchasing a home to rent out. So now you have stocks, aka equities. Then you can roll off into real estate. Then you may even want to start your own business one day, and which is another investment. And most importantly, the highest level is small um, uh, startups. Because in order to be able to read and know a startup, you need to start up your own thing. That's my uh, personal opinion. Or you need to be very well inversed into startups. Because if you've never been there, it's going to be very hard to evaluate someone else going through it. What I mean by that is, you know, take it from me. Look at the mistakes I've made. And I, I look at the mistakes I've made. And I look at the things that I've done great and the things that I've done well. And one of the things is, you know, we sit back and we watch something ventured. You know, I watch that on Netflix and you get to see the great stories of how Google, how it first got started, how Apple got started, Facebook, how it was just an idea and turned out to be so massively successful. We watch the things like Shark Tank. We watch these people come in there with a, a small company and they make an investment and then they come back and tell you how great the investment did and all the good things like that. But like everything else, just like investors, what we always forget about, we forget that how many companies came to Shark Tank and was a bust versus how many came became successful. Look at that ratio of the ones that became a bust. Let's look at the ones that became successful. Yes, we know all the stories of the Google and the Amazons, but do we talk about Netscape, Blockbuster, things that... Um, that even got off the ground, and the ones that never get off the ground, nobody ever talks about. So most venture capitalists, they look to invest into 10 companies at one time, 10 different companies. They may have $25,000 to put in every company. doesn't take a mathematician to say 25000 times 10 is how much, right? A quarter million dollars that they're going to spread across 10 different ideas that they believe in, that they built the system around, 
They build usually they build a system, not a system, but a, a plan of like, hey, we want to invest into these type of companies that are at this level, that are uh, whatever the case may be. They build up their requirements. They go out, they find these ten companies, and out of those ten companies, they're expecting seven percent of them to fail. Seventy percent. They're like, oh, out of this ten, seven of them are going to fail. Uh, one of them is going to break even, and the other one is going to become the big bang that's going to pay for all of them. So they're going into that whole thing, right? Uh, that's my son, Wesley, running around while I record. But anyway, they're going into it knowing that 70% of the ones we're going to do are going to fail. One of them is going to maybe possibly break even. And you may have another one that's going to be out of this 10. We're expecting that one to pay for all the rest of them and become that Google, Amazon, Netflix, their next big idea, or to do well and to pay for the mistakes of all the rest of them, right? So with that being said, most people, uh, when they're looking into their companies, most people like yourself or the ones that are listening to this podcast, you may be someone who's brand new into investing, just purchased your first stock, and now you know you may have a good job or you maybe came into some money or maybe making some money. And of course, you got your best friend that's like, hey, look, I got a great business idea. And or my cousin or in-laws or whoever, I got a great business idea and it's going to be the next great, great thing. And you're already kind of contemplating on, hey, you know what? This could be good. This could this could be the next big thing. Let's try it out, right? And you're already kind of thinking about it when you're not even on that level yet. You know, you're not even on that level yet to even evaluate a company. And you already you you got a 99% chance of giving your money to someone and never seeing it again. <laughs> you got like a 95 99% chance of a brand new novice or intermediate investor finding some random startup and investing in one or two and they become or one of them even think about becoming semi-successful. The odds are stacked so high against you. You increase your odds as you are um, becoming more seasoned, becoming more seasoned, becoming more seasoned. And to know that, hey, you just can't go out here and invest into one startup and think it's going to be the next big thing. You need to have about 10 of them that you're going to invest into. In order to pick that ten, you need to be looking at a hundred companies. A hundred, you need to be looking at a. Uh, that's how the pros do it. They're, they have a hundred companies or a thousand. Out of that hundred or a thousand that's proposed to them, pitched to them, they're going to go pick out ten, right? Once they pick out the ten, once they uh, pick out the ten, they're going to spread their money. Their twenty-five thousand, thirty, fifty, whatever their pot is. Over those 10 companies, sometimes it may even be 20, right? So you got to be smart and realize you coming into the game and you have $10,000 or fifteen, maybe $20,000. And you're like, man, I would love to. I was that saying, yeah, I would love to get into a brand new startup and it to take off. But you got to know the odds are stacked against you very, very high of you picking out, uh, you know, one of the companies. So and the thing like, I'm going to just pick out one or two and see what they do or whatever the case may be. Well, you can take that, ten, that same $10, 20 25 $30, or whatever the case may be, and you could invest that and earn dividends off of it and 
Because most people, the reason why I say that, you know, I don't want to talk over myself. The reason why I say that is because most people only have about ten, twenty, thirty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars. And if you only got ten, twenty, thirty, fifty, six thousand dollars, what are you doing taking ten or twenty percent to put in a extremely high risk uh, venture? When, to be honest, the extremely high stuff should be only about five to ten. So if you got a hundred thousand dollars portfolio only five or ten thousand dollars should be uh looked at hey let's get in some ultra high risky stuff and out of a hundred thousand if you only have a hundred thousand dollars five to ten thousand dollars that's probably not going to get you into 10 uh quality venture you know companies brand new startups of course you're going to have plenty of people out there that want to take your money you got all type of things of oh yeah you know I, like i always tell people Everybody is a superstar until it's time to deliver. When the money transfers, everybody's a superstar until the money transfer. Oh, you better get in on this. Oh, you're going to miss out. You know, for prime example, look at everyone who jumped into cryptocurrencies this time last year. Oh, you better hurry and get in. You know, uh, we're only taking two more investors and three more investors and we're looking for ten thousand dollars and da, 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 you you itching this is a billion dollar industry all we got to do is get one percent you know you always hear that you know how hard it is to get one percent of industry all i gotta do is get one percent this is a ten billion dollar industry all we gotta do is get one percent and all i need is this much you know you're five ten thousand dollars and you're like okay well you know i don't want to miss out it does sound good i know a lot of people um get their hair done i know a lot of people drink beer i know a lot of people that watch movies and so you decide to jump into it not realizing that this costs um not realizing that the odds are stacked so high against you that you're probably going to fail you're probably going to lose 10% of your portfolio because you only can afford one venture. And if you only, the likelihood of you taking one venture and it becoming the thing is pretty much like hitting the lottery, right? The last lottery winner over the mega billions was like one in 300 million, right? So, so many people try that. And that's why I say you should never do it because most of the people that are tuned into this are not on that level yet, you know, for you to, so think about it. For you to sit back and to say, I want to pick out 10 companies, and out of those 10 companies, I want, out of those 10 companies, I'm going to put $25,000 into each of them, right? And hopefully one of them, you know, you're going to build up your own rules and all of the good stuff like that, you know, or whatever. And you're going to sit back and say, okay... Um, out of these companies, these are the rules I'm going to have for these companies to, for me to, to invest into one of them, right? And for you to do that, $25, $25,000 into 10 different companies is a quarter million dollars. For that to equal 5% of your portfolio, you need to have a $5 million portfolio. So people who have $5 million portfolios, they can take twenty um two hundred and fifty thousand and say, Hey, we're gonna spread this over ten companies with twenty five thousand. Most people that are tuned in listening today are not at the level yet that they have five million dollar portfolio that they're looking to invest or something like that. 
most of you guys are maybe at the 10, 15, 20, 100,000, 200,000. Some maybe have a quarter million dollar net worth or something like that. And to go out and do something like that is you're not at that level. So that's why you shouldn't even, it shouldn't even be on your mind. So I'm, my mind is blown when people say, hey, I'm looking to invest into this new company. And what do you think about this company? It's like, you shouldn't even be even thinking about something like that, right? So you need to work your way up. It's levels to it before you get to that particular level. And even if you decide, Prince, I don't want to put um, $10,000 over, I mean, $25,000 over 10 companies. What if I do $10,000 over 10 companies, right? You can do that too. But that again is still $100,000. You know, you need about a million dollars to even make that make sense in your uh, in your portfolio, right? So that's something I want you guys to think about. Don't even think about doing it. And, I, and that's a very risky business, right? Most companies, they do 10, 25 companies at one time. You only have enough money to do possibly one, maybe two, and you want to sit back and push all your eggs in one corner, you might as well just take your money and go to Vegas, that's the odds right now. You might as well just take your hard-earned money and just speculate and go to Vegas. And get on the crap table, push all your coins in and say, hey, roll the dice and let's see what happens. You know, if you want to do that, that's your style of investing. That's not against you. But if you're trying to be an investor who studies, who look at statistics, who look at the standard deviation and say, wow, in this situation, the odds are stacked against me. And the quote Warren Buffett, like he said, risk comes from not knowing what you're doing, right? And most people, they never ran a business. They never been a part of a business. They never ran a legitimate business. What I mean by legitimate, they went out and filed and made it a company and all of the good stuff like that. So they don't know the first five years, a company is probably going to fail. You know, like 90% are going to fail, something like that. Knowing the funding structure, how return on investments, uh, the market, all that great stuff you haven't even been exposed to. You're just reading a nice little pretty press release and, you know, maybe some celebrities are involved and you think, I don't want to lose my money, not knowing how much work it requires to get to a certain point, right? It's like the universe. That's why I always look at it. I always pride myself on this and say the universe is like farming, that the oldest occupation in the world is farming, right? Or at least that I can think of, you know, that's how man survived, farming and hunting. You farm the land, you hunt it, whatever the case may be. You was good to the earth, meaning you plowed, you fertilized, you watered. You was good to the earth, and the earth was good to you. And I believe the same thing in society. If you are good to people, and if you're good to people, you plant good seeds into society, they will grow and be good to you. So most people, uh, when they look at companies, they think it's overnight. Oh, they're going to build up a restaurant. The restaurant's going to go great. You know, my grand, my auntie is a great cook. I'm going to start a restaurant. Restaurant's going to go great. Everybody's going to love the food. The end. No, you got to think about the building. How much the building costs. Now, are you serving alcohol? Are you serving drinks? Are you serving food? Do you have your licenses to serve food? Do you have your state licenses? What city? What state? All these things, just regulatory things you must meet. You must have this type of restroom. You must have this type of cooks people must be qualified in xyz do you even have that the things right and that may take a person two or three four years to even think about getting those things in line and you may be sitting back thinking like man and, and it's probably going to fail anyway most cases i'm not speaking negatively but you got to look at it 
when you look at the statistics, it's probably going to fail. And you're going to look back and say, man, that was ten, twenty, fifteen thousand dollars that I could have put into the S&P 500, which is the benchmark of finances. Had I just put this money into the S&P 500 and watch it compound over the seven years, it could have been X, Y, Z. You know, and I'm telling you every single time, once you transfer money, once money gets out of your hands into someone else's hand, that's when the cape comes off. No one is Superman anymore. Everybody, you got to chase the person down for a phone call. You got to continuously email them. You got to find them and they go off in the hiding and you, you know, so that's the, that's the part you haven't even worried about getting your money back, right? The legal, uh, legalities behind the whole situation, right? So those are things I want you guys and girls to think about. So uh, I'm going to close this one out. I hope you took something away from it. Don't even think about that. Look at the risk. You're going to get there one day, but time is probably not right now. All right? Until the next video, podcast, a cartoon, or whatever else you see me do crazy around the globe. Peace, be safe, I'm out, and thank you. At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool.